As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Research Strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the career and life of their dreams. Today, I am joined by an awesome lady, so I am going to let her get started with introducing herself, telling us your name, and what you're currently doing. Well, hi, Marianne. My name is Laquita Momland. First of all, thank you so much uh, for allowing me to come on uh, your show today. I'm super excited about it. But what I, I like to tell people about myself is the things that bring most value to me. I like to talk about that first. And that's the fact that I am. Uh, I'm a very proud military spouse. I am. And that makes me a wife, a mom and a grandmother. And I'm a minister. Those are the things that really bring value to my life. Now, the rest of the story is that I'm also um, an international speaker. I'm a published author, as well as a uh, John Maxwell certified um, coach, speaker, trainer, and facilitator. And the the reason that I uh, chose those areas is I just really want to be able to help my military spouse community, as well as in the civilian community, to really identify their position and their place of courage, destiny, and power. And I'm able to do that through my coaching and my speaking. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you feel was missing in your life that allowed you to go in this different, you know, arenas and become an entrepreneur? Um, well, I guess to answer that, I'd have to go back to how I came to the position of surrendering my myself completely to the Lord. And it was um, when I was 25, uh, my husband and I had been married for a number of years. We're, we're currently uh, 26 uh, years of marriage. But at that time, thank you, thank you. But at that time, we were 25, I was 25, he was 27. We had uh, five kids. We were on duty station number three or four and we didn't like each other. We didn't like each other. We didn't like ourselves. We had yet to figure out we didn't like ourselves. And so growing up in the church, of course, when you're talking to family members about what's going on, everybody says, go to church, go to church. And at that point, I couldn't figure out how that was helping me. But I'm obedient. So I went. And in that transformation process, I began to realize I had no idea who I was. And because I did not know who I was, that helped to, that was a catalyst for a lot of the issues that I was experiencing in my life as a whole, as a mom, as a wife, as everything. And so as the Lord um, began to speak to me as to who I was and whose I am, that began to birth out purpose. And in that journey, of course, you know, we're fast forwarding it from like 2002 until about 2005. I realized at that point that I, my purpose in this earth was to help other women and men as well, to help other people um, 
find that place of courage, destiny, and power. And I've found that oftentimes the place that that uh, lack comes from is because they don't know who they are and they're struggling to figure out who they are. So they can't answer any of the other questions, at least not consistently. So that's really, it, it was birthed out of my own journey and my own need. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? So when I, hearing those words of transformative freedom, um, I, I think of it in two parts, transformation. What type of transformation is that person experiencing? Uh, because it, I mean, transformation can mean any number of things, but in my transformation, excuse me, that transformation will produce a freedom. If I am transforming into the greater purpose of who I am. So like, for instance, when I look at that, I think about um, the caterpillar becoming a butterfly. It was quite content being a caterpillar. I'm pretty sure that cocoon stage was uncomfortable, but it was much more freeing and it achieved its full purpose as it became a butterfly. So uh, when I when I hear that term, that's kind of where my thoughts go to. That is so true. So what has been one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and what did the healing process look like? Probably the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges um, that I have faced personally was um, honestly owning the part that I played in the dark spaces in my marriage, to be quite honest, and, and moving away from that victim mentality. You know, even though there were some things that were done to me that were offensive, um, I'm not the fault for that, but I wasn't without <laughs> offending him either. So that was one of the, probably to date, one of the biggest challenges um, that I've had to, uh, had to face was owning my stuff. <laughs> And what did the healing process look like? Because I know you talked about um, that you guys didn't like each other at one point. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the strategies that you put into place to help with the healing and get you to where you are today? Uh, the step number one was owning my stuff um, and owning it, not owning it and just being stuck there, but recognizing it and then positioning myself um, with tools that can help me move past that. So uh, I realized that for me, so um, as a young believer, because my marriage was so broken, that was one of the reasons that I came to Christ. And so I went from being one polar opposite to the other polar opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a transition. I went to, uh, I, I given my life to the Lord right before he deployed to Iraq. And so while he was in Iraq, I was on this self-discovery journey. I want to grow and understand, you know, the scriptures more, da-da-da-da-da. And he comes back, and I am this overzealous Christian. He was like, I left one crazy lady to a different kind of crazy lady. <laughs> and so, you know, even though my intentions were good, the way that I was trying to, if I can't say quote, quote, minister to him was not the way. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, 
you disappeared from the screen. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to continue or do you want to start over? No, go ahead. Okay, okay. So not realizing that my delivery was just wrong and it was turning him off. It was turning my children off. And so the problems increased. When I, when I came to a better place of understanding and I began to change my delivery, that began to bring healing because I started this journey wounded. And then through the journey, the wounds were getting deeper and deeper. And I wasn't realizing that I was precipitating that. Once I realized that and I began to take the necessary steps to change me, as I began to take the necessary steps to change me, that brought forth the healing. And that also brought forth the strength that I needed to forgive him and to forgive others and to move forward and continually uh, to look forward um, and not backwards. You know, ever forward and never backwards is what I like to say. My past doesn't define me. Those things didn't define me. What defined me was in my now. This is who God says that I am. This is who my husband and I have decided that we will be as a couple. And so we're going to continue to move forward. And um, and that's what our reality will be, even though it didn't look like it right then. That was our declaration. And so we had to make uh, small changes every day to get there. So were the only tools that you implemented was it just you know going to church and getting more into the word or was there therapy or anything like that involved all that <laughs> all that <laughs> so i i we are very big advocates of mental health always have been um if we can believe as believers that um a medical doctor is anointed to fix what's going on in the inside of me then i have to believe that a mental health professional is anointed to fix what's going on in my mind because spiritually we understand that that's where the battlefield is in the beginning. So we need to be seeking them consistently. So we uh, marriage counseling, individual counseling um, and partnering with like-minded couples. One of the best things that we did was one of the best points in our, in our marriage was when we met our best friends. And I say that um, it wasn't intentional. We'd moved to England in 2010 and we met a couple after we got there. And it was like we had known each other and grown up our entire lives. The couple was from Zimbabwe. They're all from Zimbabwe, but they live in England. Um, and that was so therapeutic. They're believers. We can be transparent with them. We can be real with them. We've been both been married about the same amount of time. They had young children. We got like a team. We have five of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you have to, as a couple, have someone that you can be transparent and real with, but at the same time, not get stuck. Because if we were having, we called it tea time, if we were having a tea time with Priscilla and Kuza, at the in that tea time conversation, or by the end of that tea time conversation, we were looking for resolutions. Yeah, I'm going to let you vent, but what can we do to move forward? And they did that for us. We did that for them. And one of the best things that we've ever done for our marriage was to find a like-minded couple. He really enjoys Kuzai's company. I really enjoy Priscilla's company. So there was no conflict there. And it really helped us to grow and mature. 
You know, and I think that that's so powerful and, you know, great that you share that because oftentimes we are in journeys and we think that we're the only ones going through something and we don't have anyone else that we can, you know, talk to, Mm -hmm. bounce ideas off of, you know, and partner with as we, you know, (laughs) go down this new venture. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so... What would you say, you know, to someone who may be going right now through some, you know, marital issues and things like that, or, you know, someone who's in the military, you know, for Mm -hmm. example, that, you know, the one, you know, partner is deployed, the other one is at home, you know, handling everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, what would be one tip, you know, to help them through? Communication, 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 communication. Did I say communication? And, and understanding that effective communication is the cure to all confusion. My ability to actively listen to what being says um, and not respond out of my emotions. You know, growing uh, that effective communication means I've got to grow in my emotional intelligence. You know, I have to understand what my triggers are. I have to understand myself. And as I'm understanding myself, take the time to understand him and realizing it's not a win-lose situation. It's not a win-lose. It's a win-win. I don't have to agree with him always. He doesn't have to agree with me always, but it's imperative that I listen. And in that listening, I can, the goal is to understand where he's coming from or she's coming from. Uh, And that's with or without them being in a deployed environment. But when they are in a deployed environment, even the more because that stress level is increased infinitely um my husband has been deployed to iraq afghanistan uh he's been to kuwait numerous times to turkey he's been into many different combat zones and the one thing that he wanted um was simply to hear my voice to communicate with me not necessarily always hear the woes of what was going on at home and even then that was better him listening to me rant about who has done what and why I'm about to kill somebody, one of his children, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even that, you know, is a de-stressor for them uh, when they're in those and what they call austere environments, when they're in those deployed environments, because literally somebody's trying to kill them every day, every day, all day in their sleep, when they're awake, that's real stressful. And they still have to do their regular job. So communication, communication, active listening, have that emotional intelligence to where, and um, if if you're like, okay, look, I don't know what you mean by that emotional intelligence, have that ability to hear the message behind the message. What is that person not saying as they're talking to you? Can you read them? Can you discern them? and be able to provide what they need in that conversation. And if you're saying, well, Aquita, that's a lot of work. Okay, well, ask the right questions. Marriage is not easy, it's work. You know, then you have to learn how to ask the right questions. The tone of their voice speaks volumes when when they call you. Or, you know, if they're in a place where they have a cell phone and you can call them, you know, or you're sending an email or you're doing a video chat, it might not be fair, but at least in that first five to 10 minutes of conversation, it should be all about them. You're going to get your turn. You will get your turn. You will. 
and it might not be fair because you're dealing with all of this stuff back here um but we'll never understand the level of stress that they're under just like they won't understand the level of stress that you're under and that's a trap that a lot of military spouses fall into because we feel forgotten like all of the attention is on the service member and they deserve it but there's a lot of battles that we deal with back at home that we feel like okay i'm not getting the support from my significant other that i need and it might be the case sometimes but i i found that um you'll get it you will if you are in a healthy relationship healthy relationship a healthy marriage it will come back to you tenfold you know one of the important keys that you mentioned also is active listening and not many people understand or know what active listening means so you know for me what i believe active listening to be and you can expand a little bit on it also mm-hmm. is to be fully listening and paying attention mm-hmm. to what the individual is saying and not thinking of a response yes. while they're <laughs> speaking <laughs> you hit the nail on the head I, could, I couldn't have said it better because we're often in and we don't even realize it, we're often in defense mode like boom i have a retort especially when you know you're right or you think you're right or you have you know if you're that type of person that's a fixer you're listening to them but really the most of your brain space is occupied by how can i fix this don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't do that (laughs) so what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going watching the transformation of of, of people that I've been blessed to be a part of their journey. Like there's nothing more rewarding for me than to have been working with a sister or working with a couple or or working with a young brother that I see where you started. And now I can see where you are that much closer to achieving your fullest potential for however long I'm allowed to be a part of that individual's journey, just to see that growth process. And, um, and even though a lot of times with my clients, I'm, I'm virtually with them, but you can tell that growth process in the change in the conversation, the, the type of questions that they ask, the joy that's with, you know, that they have when they see you. Um, and if it's my clients or, or ministry partners that I've been working with and I'm face to face with them, it's like, sis, I see you got that bounce in your step. You know, that brother's walking with a tad bit more confidence, a lot more confidence. That That's what makes it worth it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you and I connected because we are both part of uh, anthology that's coming out. Yes. Confident Women Rise. So yes. can you tell us in one brief sentence, because people have to go by the book. Okay. Your chapter about and what inspired you to write your chapter? So um, what inspired me to write my chapter is really what inspires me to do a lot of things. And it it stemmed from what I said. um, I got to know who I am. And in order to know who, when I know who I am, then that allows me to clearly define what success means to me and to not let outside influences come in consciously or unconsciously to determine for me what that success looks like. And um, for me, that's really powerful. I see that was a journey I had to take. I see that in my clients frequently. Um, But when that light bulb comes on, oh my God, it's amazing. So 
that's a little bit about my <laughs> a little bit you know you got to get the book to see the you got to get the book um the book is, is powerful it's an amazing group of, of confident women um that have come together and uh created this anthology and and the prayer is that it will be a blessing to the region right wherever you are in your life that it will become one of those tools or those inspirational tools motivational tools that you can use to go to the next level or gift it to someone who you know needs something to kickstart them to get to that next level i love it so what advice would you give to a woman that is listening to us that is viewing us and she's ready to break free and start creating her dream life, but she's not sure where to start. What advice would you give to her? Number one, I'd say, okay, sis, let's just do it, you know. Uh, and number two, I would, I would ask her, her why. I would ask her her why, and if she could clearly define that why, then the conversation will flow, and we can begin to build out a plan. Because that is like right. That's the most important thing not the money yes you need resources and all those things but I, I found that once you're confident in who you are your why is solid and you built out a plan the other things will come to you you won't have to go look for them because you'll be busy walking out the building process and what you need is attracted to you so what book have you recently read that truly inspired you oh my goodness um now I got to narrow it down. Um, <laughs> let's see. I would have to say that um, it's a book that I recently read by Dr. Miles Monroe. And it speaks to the power of your purpose. And that really inspires me because everything is birthed out of our purpose. I'm really big on knowing your, knowing your purpose because that that fuels everything that we do when you understand purpose you won't be distracted you when you understand purpose you you get tunnel vision and you're going after that you're going after that that's in your personal life and in your business because they the two of them go together when i understand purpose what i'm doing as an entrepreneur is going to also align up with my purpose and i there will be no give up in you right there will be no give up in you that's so true so what are you currently loving and what's bringing you joy i am currently loving my spouse and what's bringing me joy is um the time that i get to spend with him so you know, I, I told you my wife and a grandmother well our youngest were brand new empty nesters and with ben and i met i was 15 and he was 17 then we have been together ever since so our entire adult life we've always had children i have no children in my house and i am loving that <laughs> sometimes i just don't know how to act we're looking at each other like what okay what you want to go do you know but i'm fully embracing that i'm loving that and uh mapping out what this part of our life looks like you know with just me and him and it's it's been amazing it's a we, fun stage <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's new you know uh david just went to school in august so 
so far we are loving it nice nice so self-care is something that's very important and i feel that every woman should be engaging in yes. so how do you re-energize and recharge um so i love loving on me um i have a non-negotiable coffee time every morning um and that helps me set my day and at the end of my day um i have that non-negotiable time that i spend with my husband and with myself the things i love to get manicures well not manicures i can go without that one but pedicures massages i love travel those are my things that become non-negotiable i will do that pandemic or no pandemic it's <laughs> happening <laughs> it's happening and, and because if i again an, another lesson that that i learned in through my relationship in Christ, we're growing and maturing as women and as parents. Sometimes we say, okay, you know, our first priority has to be our kids. That's not the case. My first priority, and it's not selfish. My first priority needs to be me because if I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm whole, then I have a hundred percent to give to my spouse and to my children, however that looks. Whoever needs the most from me in that moment, I can do that. So if I, my, the Lord, me, Ben, and my kids in that order. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not healthy, I can't give it to any. I can't give it to Jesus. I can't give it to Ben. I can't give it to my children. So I have to take care of me. So true. So true. So aside from our anthology coming out next month, what else are you most excited about uh, for this, for the rest of the year? For the rest of the year that's a great question so um i have a book coming out uh prayerfully everything is going according to plan so uh that book will be out by thanksgiving praise god uh you'll hear more of that to come it's called redefining success and i also am recently started um two uh, mastermind groups that i'm doing um one is focused on uh, leadership piece for the church, but it's it's through some John Maxwell material, 15 Irrefutable Laws of Growth. Um, and I'm truly, truly excited about that because as as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as as ministry leaders, wherever you might find yourself, if you say, OK, you know, I'm just holding the church or you're still a leader, wherever you are, growth is necessary. Personal growth is the is one of the tools to success. And I'm excited about those launching on October 2nd. Um, but yeah, those, those are the things that, that I'm most excited about. And if I can squeeze in right up in there, one of the other uh, co-authors on the anthology lives in the US Virgin Islands. And she told me when storm season was over. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to see her too. <laughs> I'm happy on that trip too. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I need to be inspired from a <laughs> yes. 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 So as we get ready to wrap up and end, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we have not had a chance to, you know, talk about or that has not been brought up? Um, really, I just really want to reiterate um, uh, uh, the book, uh, Confident Women Rise. Uh, ladies, that is something you definitely want to get in your hand. Fellas that are listening, I know you know a lady that can benefit from 
uh, a personal growth, a spiritual growth journey, because uh, we all can, right? We have not arrived. So you want to be watching out for the drop date of that book. Um, for those uh, that have been tuning into this podcast, um, if you want to connect with me, uh, you just find me on social media. It's really easy if you Google my name on every on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, as well as Instagram. You can find me simply by typing in my name. DM me if you have a question or you want to connect. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. And do you have a website? I do. www.laquitamomlet.com. Awesome. Awesome. So a last question uh, for us to wrap up with is that a question I like to ask all of my guests okay. is what does fearless living mean to you? Wow. That's good. So fearless living means that I am confident in who I am and whose I am. I understand my purpose. I know what I like and what I don't like, and I'm unapologetic about it. I don't have to make my life, whether it's me individual or my family, the Mondley family, how we move is nobody's business but ours. I mean, it might sound like a little blunt, but that's fearlessly living for us. We determine what success looks like to us, and we go out and we uh, achieve it every day. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays. I hope that that conversation with Laquita was inspiring and motivating for you. Make sure to check out the show notes so you can grab a copy of her books that are coming out. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share, and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.